Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. Nixon is in studio with us. I promise you, we are social distanced. We had our mask on and we I can hardly see him, even though we're in the same uh, room. Nixon, thank you so much for being with us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you and good afternoon to the SAFM listeners. And thanks for having me once again this year. So South African President Cyril Ramaphosa handed over the AU chairmanship, um, what is it, two, three days ago. And we had some goals and some targets, right? 2020, how ironic, 2020 was the year where the guns were meant to be silenced. I laugh because what happened in 2020 was nothing but silenced of guns. Well, um, I think uh, actions tells it all. Mm. The results tells it much. Um the question of the continent is more complex than we think and more um, ironic mm. in a way that um, uh, our leaders always come up with certain uh, nice ideas yeah. and nice themes for the for the continent, as you alluded to the theme of the year 2020. But it's always challenges. The year 2020 had its own challenge, especially with the COVID pandemic. And it has seen quite a lot of problems and a lot of um, opportunity also for South Africa as, as well as uh, achievement under the chairmanship of uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa. So uh, if you want to have to ask what are those achievements? I was just about to ask you that because um, I think one one may say there were so many problems. You look at the regions and um, there were real challenges in 2020, for instance. I mean, you look at uh, Ethiopia. We've been talking about, a lot about Ethiopia. You look at what's been happening in Uganda. You look. I mean, all around us, there have been some really unsettling um, issues in these regions. Okay. Let us talk about the positive, I think. Let's do uh, that. Uh, under the chairman of uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa, I think one can see that uh, the issue of... Um, the continental free trade, which was uh, um, spearheaded by President Paul Kagame of Rwanda under his chairmanship before passing the, ba- the baton to President Ramaphosa, uh, you would see that there has been uh, ratifications and it has come into uh, full force. Um, that is an achievement on its own. On the other side, if you look aside from the challenges of COVID and the pandemic itself, you would see that the coordination of uh, how to deal with this COVID on the continent has been uh, much of a success to President in a way that uh, the African CDC uh, played a proactive role under his leadership mm-hmm. in terms of uh, logistics of uh, PPE mm-hmm. uh, in, the, in the early um, days of, of, of the pandemic, including now the coordination of uh, the vaccine rollout. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, That said, um, of course, the challenges that uh, brought about, um, that was brought about by this pandemic, uh, one can see that there was uh, a much coordinated effort on the part of of the African Union under his leadership in trying to make sure that they mitigate the impact of the pandemic. 
when it comes to uh, the, the the negative aspect so let, let's do this because uh, i i quite like you know your half full mm. glass uh, approach <laughs> to things so before we go to the other bit yeah. i think let, let's play a clip of President Cyril Ramaphosa handing over. Uh, it's This is an SABC report, so we'll go to that clip and then we'll come back to the other flip side of, of that conversation. Heads of state from the continent are attending the summit online from their countries. The opening session of the summit was chaired by President Cyril Ramaphosa, who requested for a moment of silence in honor of those in the continent who have succumbed to COVID-19. I'd also like to thank the international community without whose support the chairship of the AU for 2020 would have been far more daunting as a mission. I also want to thank the heads of the various AU institutions as well as the staff of the AU Commission for all the support that they gave us during this period. And your excellencies, it has been a joy to serve alongside all of you during this period. And as I hand over to His Excellency, President Felix Chisakedi, I hand over with joy knowing that the work that I took over from President Al-Sisi will indeed be continued under the leadership of President Chisakedi. All right. So just to recap, you wanted to quickly highlight the positive before we go to the negative. So that was when uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa was handing over um, to uh, President Sikedi. Uh, and, and, and he said he's, he's assuring us that what he started will be continued. Well, um, they might as well be continued based on the circumstances um, of each presidency because each presidency comes along with its own challenges. Mm. Uh, One would have thought that the silencing of the guns will be a priority under his presidency, but the pandemic uh, took Mm. the center stage and forget about all the other issues of um uh you know issues of silencing the gun and uh, making sure that, that that there is no new conflict on the continent mm. um uh, as i said um president ramaphosa has done relatively well in terms of uh, or those areas that i've mentioned uh one a need to accept that indeed this was a difficult um uh, road to travel as he said in his uh, con- uh, closing remarks, uh, handing over to President Chisekedi of the DRC. Um, when it comes to the AU issues, uh, one have to look at. Uh, it becomes a bit challenging sometimes to talk about issue because of of the nature of the of the African Union itself. Mm. Uh, they have a well good document, um, uh, AU Constitutive Act, with well set out uh, objectives and missions. But the realization, however, is always a challenge. Mm. Uh, each year, whenever president set a theme, or if the African Union itself set a theme, uh, one have to always go back and say, "Hang on, 
these are the objectives of the African Union, these are, this is the vision, what have we achieved under this theme? Mm -hmm. And going forward, what then? And I think on a part of the leadership, it has been a challenge for them to go back and reevaluate uh, all those that has been set by the African Union mm -hmm. as a body mm -hmm. and to think, to say, okay, this is what we have achieved, this is what we didn't do, and this we can still go back to it and make sure that we we do before we passing even on any other uh, um, uh, agenda that we, we might want to, to set. And I think those are the challenges. However, uh, the, the discussions on the AU has always continued because of also the different di political dynamics within the countries, within the regions, and within economic communities. Because one of the of the, 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 the objectives to, to making sure that they develop, develop economic communities that bring about development mm. in, in the continent. However, you see that there are issues between the French-speaking countries French of the continent and the English-speaking countries of the continent. And they would be, they, at the time, there are issues where the Southern Africa and region might have a different approach to the East African region or the East African region have a different approach to the West African region. And even when the, the, the West African region would be behaving, for instance, the Sahel, uh, taking a different approach and uh, the broader West Africa ECOWAS uh, mm -hmm. taking a, a, a whole different uh, approach to issues. So those are the issues like uh, conflict resolution, uh, peace building, economic integration, and uh, as well as uh, uh, social uh, cultural uh, uh, collaboration, including your free movement of people and so on. And, and um, if there are going to be a positive engagement, then with the uh, African tree free trade agreement that came to effect, one need to ask how is it going to benefit uh, the common uh, person on the continent? Yes, it is a positive under the presidency of Ramaphosa, but how does it uh, benefiting the continent? Yet we have seen under the current um, a pandemic situation, uh, sort of country uh, uh, reverting back to sort of a protectionist me mm -hmm. protectionist measures, mm. uh, thereby limiting movement, limiting mm. uh, access. Uh, goods and yeah. access of to, to different goods and services. So those are the challenges. Why is it so difficult for African leaders to hold each other accountable? Well, uh, the issues of accountability is... is uh, because you is spoke a little bit about reviewing, right? And part of why this review doesn't happen is that at some point, if you review, you also need to hold people accountable. Well, the issues of accountability, of course, come uh, come in a different set and a different political context. Mm. Uh, you have a government uh, uh, like ours here in South Africa, which is a purely uh, founded on democratic values and principles, and they are a certain institutional framework mm -hmm. within which the government functions in. Mm -hmm. And those institutional framework are able to roll out uh, um, 
processes that bring about accountability mm. to the people. For mm. instance, you are able to talk about uh, PE, PPE tenders, mm. there's a special tribunals, mm. whereas in other countries, uh, you have a political history that some leaders uh, came uh, to power through the uh, barrel of the gun, and therefore the the basic uh, principle to those leaders is, uh, amassing military, power yeah. and the military uh, e engagement as much as they can so when you bring about the democratic procedures whereas the institutions of, of, of the country are not founded on that particular framework, mm -hmm. it becomes difficult even to hold that leader to account. And you have now this uh, other narrative for liberation movement, um, uh, the, the, the nature or even the personality of the leader themselves mm -hmm. in a way that they take vis-a-vis towards the leadership and the country and the people that they lead. So those are those are the challenges that the continent has still have to grapple with. Nixon, there's some voice notes coming through. I'm also going to open the lines on 011-714-2006. Voice notes, though, can also come through on 0614-104-107. Let's just go to some voice notes before we continue. Afternoon, Pamela. I think your guests need to first define what the roles of an AU chair are, you know, the job spec. So if they say you're an AU chair, what are the roles, uh, the defined roles that you need to fulfill? And then tell us what Cyril Ramaphosa uh, uh, managed to do. You know, because for me, that guy, I even forgot that he was an AU chair. Thanks, Pimela. This is Zanel in Ranfanteng. This is Derek from Hlanga talking about the African Union. I think it is the most spineless body around. There are so many dictatorships in Africa, so many political prisoners that are being thrown into jail on a daily basis. And what does the African Union do? It turns a blind eye. So much money is spent on meeting after meeting after meeting, all dignitaries flying out and staying in the best five-star hotels at the taxpayer's expense, and they turn a blind eye to human abuses that happen on a daily basis on this continent. Good afternoon, this is Pimelo. It's Viso in Richard's Bay uh, uh, on the continent. This free, free trade deal, is. does it mean that the Zambia is going to be exporting or importing maize to South Africa or from South Africa for free without any cent being paid. I don't understand it. And secondly, uh, this trade deal, is it not going to, to cause more unemployment when people maybe, let's say, they come from Zambia to South Africa to open businesses and then we have a shortage of jobs, we have a shortage of job of, of, of business opportunities. We've seen it with the spaza shops. I'm not being xenophobic, but I'm just asking. I'm curious. Thank you. It's Fiso. All right, so there's a lot to touch on. Um, Nixon, let's start with the the role and definition of the role of the chairman of the AU. Well, uh, let me start by defining, okay, looking at the, the context of the AU as a body. Mm -hmm. It has its different... Uh, uh, institutions. Uh, you have the 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 the, the, the Pan-African Parliament. You have the the chair the, the chair of the AU. Uh, uh, in this case, Musafaki Mohammed. Then you have the the head of the AU as as a, as a body uh, in this, uh, which is a rotational uh, 
uh, uh, uh, position uh, that is supposed to go to each and every country of the continent based on uh, uh, on a re first on on a regional um, uh, uh, rotation and also on uh, countries country per country basis mm -hmm. so you would see that if it was in 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 north africa on one aspect under lcc then it will come to the southern africa the next will go either to the um, uh, but the role of the president of of the au chair is is coordinating um, uh, all the activities um, uh, of the um, uh, uh, the the african union uh, but also overseeing the bureau the different bureaus that uh, function under the au commission so uh, that is the nutshell mm -hmm. uh, we can go into the academic explanation of so, these issues so her departure from mm. that was that in that respect mm. you think he's done well in that respect i think if you judge the condition under which the president uh, has worked in you would say that he has judged he, in some way he has done well on the issues that i highlighted before in others though it leads it leaves much telling if you look at the theme of silencing the guns mm -hmm. yet we had a new conflict in ethiopia that is one. Mm -hmm. We had an issue of the Democratic Republic of Congo, people being killed virtually on a daily basis. Mm. That is an issue that has been unresolved and there has not been effort to solve that particular conflict. Next door in Mozambique, mm. the conflict in the, in the Cabo Delgado region, of course they always say the principles of sovereignty, the invitation I of think the, it's such a cop-out. <laughs> <laughs> of of the country of that particular country to mm -hmm. to seek for assistance uh, first they want to work under the SADC framework and so on uh, then you have uh, zimbabwe uh, the, the, the so, po so, so political on, dynamics on, there on the issue of s sovereignty because it came up again even in this handover mm. i mean i wonder when you hear that what that is actually trying to tell us they are trying to say how do you read that by the way maybe let me ask you well the issue of sovereignty is a more complex. Sovereignty is purely based on a, on a conceptualization of a, a state, mm -hmm. a nation, nation state as we know it, with its boundaries, its leadership, and so on. But the question is, does it still apply in, our, in a globalized world and in a way we, we say now we were colonized, let us break the barrier of the continental um, uh, uh, boundaries that were imposed upon us by the the, the colonizers mm. so that is becomes a, a now a challenging aspect but it, there are issues also uh, that happen along the process of such as migration that challenge even the very existence of existence of a nation state that we know it mm. so those are uh, challenges that you, or, or issues that you cannot just uh, mm. uh, discuss in in a, in a 30 yes. minutes show because then it becomes as a, as 
time goes on the discussion become become a, meet, a, a bit more cumbersome mm-hmm. in in trying to uh, offset uh, and uh, making a point on or to the very common person who want to understand the nitty gritty mm-hmm. of a particular issue let's pause it there and we'll continue with this conversation and i will take your calls i see calls coming through jimmy i see you romeo and many of the other uh, sms's coming through let me take a quick pause with uh, usila saku for the latest in headlines at 1:30 first at SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. Hi, um, I just want to ask if the one-year term is actually sufficient for any chairperson to be able to, you know, bring about significant change, you know, in, in, in the AU and in, in the African continent at large through, you know, um, the channels of the AU. Because personally, I don't think that one a one-year term is actually sufficient for one to actually fully exhaust um, all the measures uh, that they can put in place to bring about change. All right. Nixon Katembo is my guest, African affairs analyst, and he's also at the Africa Channel here at the SABC. Nixon, one year, the question of one year term. You see, the, the, the one year is shouldn't be a problem. Mm. Uh, the problem should be what are the principles and uh, uh, objectives that uh, the African Union has uh, set itself to achieve. And uh, my in my own understanding that leaders should be at least following through uh, those key objectives that they set themselves each year they sit uh, in an extraordinary session like the way mm. they sit this past weekend. As I said earlier that if you you are going to say okay one of the the uh, um, the, the objective of the of the african uh, union is to stimulate um, economic social and cultural development in africa mm-hmm. uh, by actively promoting and uh, accelerating economic growth uh, of member state mm-hmm. now I so guess that backdrop so. again yes the question is within this one year uh, uh what have you achieved mm-hmm. on this particular objective of the African Union? And unfortunately, leaders do not ask those questions. So, so this is what, what FISA was asking. Against that backdrop, we now have the African trade uh, deal. What will that, to your point, mean to the man on the street in this continent? Uh, especially... I understand Fiso's uh, uh, question uh, in a way that he want to know what does this mean to the person mm-hmm. who do not uh, understand the nitty gritty of basically the African free trade agreements is it's about the exchange of of goods mm-hmm. it's about the exchange allowing free movement in terms of the economic development of the continent mm-hmm. Uh, I will pick on one example, like for instance, the air travel. Yeah, it's a big one. Air travel one. Uh, in the previous years, for you to go to 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 Senegal, you had to go virtually to fly from Johannesburg. You go to Paris mm-hmm. or either Dubai, mm-hmm. then you go to Senegal. Mm-hmm. That's how it has been for the continent to do business with itself. Mm-hmm. And it came to know that the West do far more business than we African do business between ourselves. Mm. Yet, we, we are talking about uniting ourselves. Mm. So with the African free trade, at least now, 
measures are being put in place to have uh, that free flow of business and interac economic activity in the, uh, interacting between uh, the state to state without necessarily um, um, uh, counting on uh, much of the barriers that uh, existed before. Hmm. Let me quickly go to uh, Jimmy in Khobokwane. Uh, Thank you so much for your patience. Jimmy, hi. Thank you so very much. Uh, look, I think maybe we need to check back uh, since the, the formation of the AU, its achievement, what has it achieved? Because our main worry and concern is the Africans. It cannot be African Union. Because from where I'm sitting, we will never have a strong African Union until we have strong regimes. So that's where we should start. Maybe the first approach it should be by strengthening our regions. Then we move, we have the, the, the African Union. Mm. Same thing applies to a family. Mm. For you to have a strong family, you must, the kids must, resp I mean, must behave in a certain way. And then uh, until you have the strong and responsible family. But as things stand now, I don't think we'll achieve our goal. Maybe it, 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 it also raises the question of uh, uh, reviewing the mandate of the African Union. Why was it uh, formulated? Thank you. Thank you very much. Jimmy, your comment uh, on that? Next uh, Jimmy's point is, is really critical in the sense that it speaks to the very foundation of the uh, African Union. Remember, it was before the organization of African unity. And its main purpose was for, formed to actually uh, bring together independent states, but also fighting for those who are still fighting for col against colonizations and uh, making sure that all uh, Africa was liberated. Mm -hmm. And uh, during that, those uh, early years of the African uh, uh, Organization of African Unity, or OAU, which is the precursor of the uh, African Union, mm -hmm. there were two schools of thought. Uh, one school of thought thought that the regional approach, mm -hmm. where the regions will come uh, together and then uh, eventually go to a gradual uh, process of uniting the continent. And the, the second school of thought was that let us just unite and have one president under uh, one institution, where one bank and one currency. However, you would see because of the international uh, dyna political dynamics, uh, including the, 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 the composition of social structure and the, the politics within a certain particular state in each of the countries that were spearheading that, um, uh, those ideas, uh, it led to the, the, the disintegration. Why, uh, eventually, you had Mwalimu Julius Kambarage Nyerere of Tanzania uh, spearheading this idea of a regional integration first before uh, they... Then you have Kwame Nkrumah who mm. was talking about uh, the entire continent, the entire continent yeah. uh, coming under one pre presidency supported by the likes of... Uh, uh, Mary Patricia Lumumba of the DRC and so on. Yeah. I'm going to be quick to be just uh, polite with you, Boromeo, but we, we are so running out of time. Um, welcome and thank you for your patience. Hi. Thank you for picking up my call and a good afternoon to you and Mr. Kachembo. My question is uh, based on the issue of 
We can see that Africa, I mean, uh, AU, seems to be an organization without a buy, I mean, without good chance to buy it, considering the fact that the agenda of uh, 2063, silencing of the gun, automatically already we see some disturbance in the Sadak region, not only talking about other regions. Can AU going to bring that kind of stability when we see that uh, each and every country, they do not have the kind of uh, democratic of respecting the human rights, considering also the fact of uh, this uh, free trade uh, area. Remember, we have got PTA for a very long time, but it is never functioning. My last question to ask you, Mr. Katembo, can Africa at one day come up with a solution in which they say, this copper that we are transporting from DRC or from Zambia or from any other country that we are transporting uh, to Europe can it be manufactured here so that we can sell it as a finished product to benefit our own children from generation to come for as long as we still trade overseas and finish the raw materials it means Africa will remain poor. Thank you very much. Okay, so the theme here, um, and, and this is just me paraphrasing a lot of the SMSs coming through on Twitter as well, is it, there is a sense that this is not working. Nixon, your, your, your crystal ball to the future of the AU. Well, my future, I think, of the AU depends on one thing. Uh, it's a political leadership. Uh, one of the things that we have failed to do on the continent is having a firm political leadership that speaks to the issues of the continent. Instead of being straightforward, some of these issues that you cannot just say it on a public radio like this one, but the question is that people uh, as leaders have to set an agenda that seeks to advance the interest of the continent first. Unfortunately, our current leadership, there are different dynamics mm. to it. And even when the where could be leadership, then the leadership will get, start getting castigated over other issues that happen within their territorial space like a country. So the idea that Africa cannot... Um, uh, manufacture its own raw material we have to set to sit back and look at how the international political economic system is set uh, it's set under the Bretton Woods decisions uh, including world world bank and imf which would have never seen a competition emerging on the african continent hence if there is a a country that seeks to break away from that uh, institutional dominance, you would always see that the, 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 the decisions that be uh, fighting Resistance, over. Yeah. But the question is, do African even understand the, 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 the role that these institutions uh, play in the undermining the development of the continent? Once we understand that, then you will be able to develop a policy that put us on eco measures and unfortunately for our leaders we can't even uh, 
plan a way in which our own human uh, capacity development is harnessed to make sure that the continent uh, bring up with uh, come up with the policies that uh, are going to gear uh, um, are, go are going to be tailored towards the development of this country and it has to come to the issues of raw materials mm -hmm. being exported you have a conflict and if you have a conflict you look at the conflict that have happened are either linked to natural resources in most cases uh, forget about what the conflict of, of, of that linked to human differences, yes, such yes. as cultural differences, yes. but most of these conflicts are linked to resources. resources. Mm. The Mozambican case is the natural gas, mm. where Total had a fair share mm. of of that. All of a sudden, there is uh, terrorism. Mm. We have the same case in Chad, in the Sahel region, in Niger, and elsewhere. And currently, now as we speak, is there. Central African Republic, mm. where the UN peacekeeping mission, uh, uh, mostly Rwandan contingent, are fighting alongside with the Russian uh, private contractors of that government to fight off the rebels. But if you go deep inside, either the French government is involved, mm. either the Russian government and the Chinese and are involved through the contracts. Mm. So these are the issues that we need to have more time to discuss them and making sure that is our leader uh, grappling with these, all these issues before even we talk about uh, <laughs> the, the, the AU itself and the, and the continent going forward? Well, I'll hold you to it, Nixon. So you'll be back soon, Nixon Katembo. Thank you so much for that. African Affairs Analyst here, and uh, he's also uh, here with us at Channel Africa, and uh, that will be available as a podcast.